You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. Well, just a little bit of history of Haiti and of voodoo to kind of interlink the two because Haiti was, you know, a colony under a lot of different places, you know, but specifically mm-hmm. France. And where voodoo comes into play is it's taking a lot of, you know, West African and South African religions and um, practices and like basically, basically voodoo and the zombie like are coming from these places and because all these people are enslaved over there right like you're getting the predominant religion which is catholicism Mm -hmm. in rejecting catholicism they create voodoo right they kind of merge a lot of these practices together so they have their own religious practice which is separate from what is being pressed onto them and many times not to interrupt you jordan many times uh uh, what they would do is that they would use imagery and the words of like Catholic saints and and uh, their of the Catholic imagery and place them on top, like use them as vehicles to pray to their actual mm-hmm. deities and, and gods that they wanted to. And that's why so many of like Oshun and all the uh, Yemaya and all the uh, Santeria and that kind of African-based religion has so much Catholic imagery attached to them as well, but mostly it was because like, oh, fucking white guys come and let's pretend we're doing the fucking rosary, you know what I mean? When really it's something totally different. Yeah. And zombie existed again in a lot of these cultures as well. Just like the the root word of zombie is kind of found in a lot of different languages, which all kind of come back to the same thing of either, you know, like something undead or a spirit. And so like originally the belief was that when you died, you know, you would go back to Africa, more or less, like, right, like your, your physical form would die, your spirit would release, right, and go back to Africa. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't do that if you committed suicide, right? And so like, the just general, like, sh- sugar based uh, slavery was like, one of the most brutal forms of slavery, and like, people would die People wouldn't live past three years most of the time when they got brought over, right? So, like, they Mm -hmm. would really have no chance to, like, you know, I mean, there's no no life to have there. But, like, you wouldn't even really get to, like, live long enough, you know, to really have, you know, Mm -hmm. those considerations. So, you know, people who did commit suicide, right, like, the thought was that your spirit is trapped. And, like, Mm -hmm. what they feared the most was their spirit being um, like stolen and then being forced into slavery after death. Right. So again, so that's kind of like the root of, of zombies is like, you know, like the, the Mm. fear of like, even after you die being forced to continue to be a slave, you know, um, because your spirit is lost or trapped. And so like that persisted for, you know, basically until this day, right? Like zombies in Haitian culture, 
you know, are more or less looked at sympathetically because it is kind of like, oh man, like what a terrible fate, you know. Like, it's a curse, right? Yeah, it's not like something that's like, ooh, like you know, evil. Like we don't want anything to do with that. It's like mm, a, brains, yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, you know, and like within all, it of, ain't cute. <laughs> <laughs> within all of these things, with all all religions and different things, like there are dark elements to it, and so like who, um, Petrode is kind of portrayed to be um is like a totally. like a bakor right like a bakor is like a evil like witch doctor um so there's that element of it who are people who might use that to like you know steal your soul or you know force you to work for them um and so even like skipping forward it is interesting right in this movie like it's a whole this is a whole other podcast but the history <laughs> the history of haitian revolution right is like very much so slaves rising up to basically overthrow the country of France <laughs> and then as well right. as like you know Spain was trying to get in there and uh Britain mm-hmm. was trying to get in there and they basically fought off all of them and then Napoleon tries to come back and reinstitute slavery and they fight him off uh until they fuck off <laughs> Napoleon you short guy <laughs> until they're able to like claim independence in like 1804 right but then you fast forward right. to 1915 and then America occupies them for a little bit and they're also like fuck off right (laughs) and they push you know america out and so like even having haitian revolution in this movie is kind of like a backdrop because like the revolution they're talking about is real like the dictator was forced to leave the country yeah you know so like that was a real life thing that was kind of thrown into the movie but yeah two like two Three years earlier, because the movie came out in 88, 88. Mm -hmm. and in 86, Duvalier fucking peaced out. It's like they said, they show, I think that's actual footage of him escaping Mm -hmm. in the night and uh, uh, leaving after, because there were years of his dad who, he was the like, I mean... His, uh, baby Doc is, I think, <laughs> what they called the his son was just as bad, yeah. but I think uh, Papa Doc was the one that was the true monster, right. and like to the point where, because like you said, there's all this revolution, there's all this history, there's all this stuff. I had to pause the movie when when we get the line devalier as escaping i was like hold on <laughs> so i paused and i literally i'm gonna say spent 45 minutes reading all the things on <laughs> like the og president the sun and everything in between just to like get an idea of what the hell was going on and it fascinated like the the papa doc had a heart attack in the and like some something in diabetic mm-hmm. uh issue that caused some major brain damage which once that happened that's when shit started hitting the fan in haiti and he really instituted voodoo as like the way that the the religion of the country and like starting shit with everybody around him torturing motherfuckers which is why i was like oh the chair the chair is meaningful because he used to put holes in the walls of interrogation rooms so that he can sit and watch Mm. while these men would torture these guys in these chairs and i was like this is this is but it wasn't that wasn't explained nothing was told that would have been so much more interesting to see 
literally at the end of the movie when it's like, oh, this whole time, like you don't even really realize that shit's going on until the end when it's like, look at all these people rejoicing that Duvalier is getting the fuck out of here. There is so much in there that is just glossed over. Yes. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just unfair. It's just, it's, 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 it would be more interesting if that were the focus of what was going on here. But yeah. it's and probably not. more cohesive, honestly. Absolutely. Because they, yes. they seem like they want to directly weave in like Haitian revolution yes. with the freeing yes. of these souls, which is obviously like what they're trying to do with the cross Quite, yeah. yeah, those two. Quite events. literally, at the end, the people are screaming "Liberté, Liberté," and I was exactly. like, I wrote down. Oh, not only liberty for the island, but liberty for the souls that were trapped. Hello. Yes, exactly. That's why <laughs> it's I'm a saying rich text. <laughs> cut, rich. cut big pharma, cut Bill Pullman. It's all in yeah. there. You don't need. Well, it. that's what's you so yeah. so gross about it, though. It's like who frees the souls? Bill Pullman. Who, right. Who, yeah. Who, who doesn't even give a shit? Bill Pullman. (laughs) I will say, I did appreciate that Marielle is the first one to smash a a pot, a a jar or whatever. She is the one that like smashes the first one and she's like, Lucienne, help uh, Bill Pullman. And I was like, at least it was her right. who was yeah. like, oh, this is how we're going to release the souls. And then fucking Bill Pullman is like, bang, bang. <laughs> bang, 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 bang <laughs> but yeah. but also, cars. at least it wasn't. Was that before or after his jar got saved? That or was got before, smashed? Yeah. before. So Lucy his is like the last first. one. Almost. Yeah, yeah. So at least it wasn't like the first jar wasn't his jar. <laughs> at least it that was would be some bullshit if he was like, oh, yeah, finally <laughs> and then free. Put it back on. Yeah. And Finally, I'm free. <laughs> take a couple of links out of this. What's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I the movie is just like we're saying, just a very strange mix of, I, you know, I think there's it's based on a nonfiction book, so I'm sure they're pulling from that. They are pulling mm. from you know historical events, and yet, like, not only is the focus solely on Bill Pullman, but like. The way that the movie wants to kind of get across a lot of these messages and ideas comes across as muddled because, like, none of the actual useful information that an audience could use is included in the movie. Like, they kind of gloss over that. The sex scene isn't long, but it's, like, long enough that if you cut that and then give us some exposition about, like, what's actually going on here, like, lose nothing. You gain more, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> some... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You gain knowledge, brother. <laughs> so... You gain knowledge. It's, yep. it's all very weird. Um, before we get into the behind the scenes, did anybody else have any other thoughts just on the, the movie itself or any specific scenes you wanted to talk about? I mean, you guys are a horror podcast. What were some of the horror moments that you actually well, were like, ooh, okay, I'm with this. this? So I will say, like, I am a big Wes Craven fan, and, like, I... Like, Freddy Krueger is my favorite of all the Mm -hmm. slashers. Like, love. I will say, like, I went into this movie kind of being, like, I'm looking for... Like, I'm I'm walking in in a bad mood. (laughs) Like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to dislike this movie. You know what I mean? Show me what you got, movie. Exactly. I was like, I was like, kind of like, you know, just like, okay, let's see. Let's see what's going on here. I'm sure it's going to be a piece of shit. But I would like to give Wes Craven the benefit of the doubt. I feel like there were ideas here that, like, 
maybe he had some sort of interesting intentions, but again, it was in the fucking 80s. Things were different, mm-hmm. and it was, but it, but I was just like, oof, it just does not hit. That being said, <laughs> I really loved, like, as a horror fan, I was like, where's the horror? Where is it? Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. it. I want more. When that little fucking child bride from hell showed up, <laughs> like, sh- and like showed her horrible face, and the snake popped out, I was Ooh. like, love yeah. this shit. Yeah. At the end of the movie, when like it, we go full Nightmare on Elm Street, where all of the a sudden, arms, the arms, the mm-hmm. Freddy arms, grabbing oh, that was through weird. the jail cell hall. Bill Pullman opens that door, and it's. It's classic Wes Craven where like everything's upside down and he's like, oh, yeah. that was dope. This is so cool. And then literally uh, the dude becomes Freddy Krueger at the end. He's uh, he absolutely does. Yep. <laughs> and then he gets swallowed into hell. I was like, okay, I was and waiting for this. this I, get- needed the, I needed the horror element and like, Wes Craven at least gave us that at the end. Delivered on like, that front. Thank you. Thank we you. We also get the classic horror trope of we think that the killer is dead, but then he, he jumps out up. one Dude, final time. Where Literally did he jump through the across. wall? Where? Yeah, he, he like did he jump like full dive. Yeah, full extension on the dive. I don't know where he and, came and from. I'm gonna say he scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I he jumped scared the shit out of me. I and was he like, did it did two times. Yeah, I was about to say both times he does it, it's a music thing like I jumped both times and he went flying. (laughs) That man was was parallel to the ground. Planking in the air. He was was planking. Like Superman. Your man was horizontal. (laughs) So that, I was like, I I like that they're kind of just like throwing this at our face in the end. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I agree with every single horror thing that Johnny said. In particular, when the jaw of the child bride gets stretched down, that I was like, no me gusta. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into some of the behind the scenes of this movie because there's really interesting stuff. I'm so excited. I'm ready. I'm ready for this one. So, I mean... First, just something for us to parse here. I, I just want to get everybody's vote on this, right? So, Wes Craven, this is from Fangoria Magazine, uh, which mm. was published before uh, the movie came out. Uh, he describes The Serpent and the Rainbow as an adult political thriller. Um, oh. And that he also wanted to show voodoo in a fair and like even light, uh, well-rounded light. Do you feel like either of those things are true. Uh, buddy, if it's going to be a political thriller, you're going to have to give me some politics <laughs> in there. It's not just at the end. Uh, and yeah, maybe just like explain them just a little yeah. bit more for us. Yeah. Yes. If you're going to if you're going to do foreign politics, you're going to have to explain said foreign politics. Um, and I'd say I've seen I've seen worse depictions of voodoo on film for sure. <laughs> I think we all have. I think we Abs- all. <laughs> I think Karen's saying that. most most depictions of voodoo on film, I think, are in poor character and in badly badly portrayed. So I'd say it's a better portrayal, but I don't know if it's like 
well-rounded mm. or anything like yeah. that. I mean, literally, the uh, who is supposed to be the... I mean, you could say Bill Pullman is the villain of yeah. the film because, listen, he, if he caused all this shit to happen. It's his yeah. fucking fault. But the... the sup- the person who is supposed to be the villain is Puta. What is the guy's name? Petro. 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 Yeah. He's supposed to be the villain, and he is literally a voodoo priest, if you will. You know right. what I mean? And yeah. However, I will say, I know I've mentioned, we've mentioned it before, but I did appreciate that section of Marielle just being like, yes, I believe in this. Uh, to me, it is a beautiful thing. We do get that section where like they show us, you know, this kind of. Um, syncretism is that what it's called Mm. yeah of you know the catholicism the voodoo and how it's all kind of come together and that i was like this doesn't this to me isn't shown in like a horrible light right again mariel is just like to me this is just my this is i grew up with this so fuck you You right i mean which i liked (laughs) yeah agreed well so the the first zombie movie ever is in the 1930s it's white zombie right which is very mm-hmm. much so like the antithesis Cameron I see your face the antithesis of this, <laughs> uh, where it's Bella Lugosi right and they're they're going to Damn. Haiti and like um, it's this is the common I mean this is the common trope with a lot of movies in the 30s and 40s right where a white woman is accosted or you know kind of taken oh, in God. by evil forces mostly black people or (laughs) uh and like so like there's a guy who's got uh like zombies working for him basically black people who have had their stills stolen on his sugar plantation in haiti and like wants to abduct this white woman and like make her his zombie bride and like uh they've got to rescue her from you know this kind of like foreign evil um Sure. And there's, you know, a number of follow-ups after that, which are, again, are very much so, like, I'm sure you've seen, you know, movies from that time period, a lot of, if you thought there was drumming in this movie, boy, a lot of <laughs> medicine yeah, drumming yeah, yeah. and witchcraft and, like, you know, the, the witch doctor masks and all kinds of, you know, they don't even speak English, it's just a lot of gibberish yeah. or whatever. Um, and so, like, zombies have come a long way, but they've also kind of been colonized in and of themselves in the sense that, you know, it's become a very different version and different meaning from what it was originally intended to be. And so I feel like this is the same, like, we've had, um, you know, movies like Dance of the Wolves or Pocahontas where, like, native people involved in the film have said that it's like, this is the best depiction of native people, like in you know any film you know such and such whatever but it's like i guess in relation like if you (laughs) in comparison to other films Mm -hmm. yes like you're not like literal savages but i feel like it's the same Mm -hmm. thing in this where it's like i guess in comparison to the other movies like sure but it's still not yeah. Um, you know, as fair. Or, yeah. <laughs> totally. It's not as fair or faithful as a depiction as it, it could have been. Um, yeah. But to the to the juicy details of this movie. So let's go. Prior to filming, right? Like a couple of things happened. One, they had to secure like basically the agreement and protection of the military 
to like you uh-huh. know like have safe you know passage throughout the country and being able to film and secure locations so they they make the deal with the military to kind of say hey you know like can you help protect us right but Wes craven goes to scout some locations with like you know his his uh scouting person and they go to a real voodoo ceremony right and they, so they get the protection of like the local voodoo priest who during the ceremony like they sacrifice a pig uh and so like the the blood is draining out and they're passing around the pig blood for everybody to drink and when they, and they didn't drink it yeah they get to west craven and they're the scouting person and they as the story goes like the look on their face is just like the blood has drained out of their their faces sure. they're so shook mm-hmm. that they're just kind of like i guess we won't make you do that um but it's also like that's a big no-no like if you're at yeah. one of those ceremonies like you mm. yeah. you should drink that you're right. trying to ingratiate yourself yeah. um and so y'all wasn't ready yeah they they weren't they weren't into that <laughs> but <laughs> it gets worse and more interesting right so they get there and um on day one right co-screenwriter richard maxwell more or less lost his mind right as the story goes um maxwell met with a local witch doctor just for some research to talk about some stuff and then they say that when he returned to his hotel room he was completely disoriented he was supposed to be finishing the third act of the script um but says that he struggled to focus pretty much lost the ability to write and then when craven and other people like came to check on him he was half naked and completely disheveled uh and like they just packed him up and sent him on the first flight home when he got back home at the airport, uh, his wife says that he didn't recognize her or her, <gasps> their children. Uh, and it was a couple of days before he kind of got out of his hysteria, right? So, like, holy shit. That's day one, right? Day two, uh, everyone got sick, right? Everybody just started coming down with like varied mm-hmm. forms of stuff, right? Let's go. So, like, people like bill pullman has said that he saw a green cow with television screens for eyes uh somebody else swore they interacted with a long dead general on horseback who came over to him um everybody was basically ill except for Wes craven right so like uh... west craven okay <laughs> i'm so sorry to do this but all i can think of is in the movie sex in the city where charlotte's like i won't eat anything and she only eats chocolate pudding yeah. and then she eventually is like my life is great in the shower and takes a little dribble of water from the shower and then shits her <laughs> pants that's what i'm expecting from west craven west craven's eating chocolate pudding just and one day not gonna get me just not gonna get me Haiti. um everybody was just like this film is cursed right uh paul winfield more rational right was basically like we're down here it's really hot you know like Mm -hmm. we're in these locations because we're shooting on location not everything here is sanitary like maybe we're just uh inhaling things that aren't good for us and getting sick uh but everybody yeah there was a lot of vomiting there was a lot of other stuff that was happening and then diarrhea they filmed for about 10 days on day 10 craven says that stuff was a little tense right there had been some bombings and some other stuff that was going on but they had hired a lot of extras in the country right like all of the people that you see in the movie are haitian extras that they had hired with everything going on they 
have been kind of demanding maybe a little bit more money, you know, maybe a little bit better working conditions. Um, and at a certain point, they go on strike, right? And the way that the story is told that from Wes Craven, they surrounded the entire set and then they began throwing stones. <laughs> and so they're just surrounded oh, by shit. you know hundreds of people Y'all playing around with Haitian revolution. <laughs> like these people obviously don't fuck around like um no and so this was their solution they negotiated with them uh, and eventually came to a compromise on a higher rate for them the next day they filmed that airport scene in the morning then immediately huh. got on the plane and went to the Dominican Republic and filmed the rest of the movie there. They said, bye. <laughs> so they were supposed to film for 30 days, only filmed for 11, and then immediately just went to the other side of the island. The other side of the island. <laughs> and they were like, it's better here. Wow. Um, so there was a lot. You know what I'm going to say? You know what I'm going to say? You, they should have drunk the pig's blood. <laughs> That's what I exactly, exactly. It sounds like pig's it. Blood. <laughs> they should have drank that pig's Sounds blood. Like it. But that's there's there's um on Shudder, right? Like they have the whole, you know, cursed film series. And so there is an right. entry on Serpent in the Rainbow. I think it's the second installment of the cursed film. So people are interested Ooh, I'm to totally gonna watch yeah, that. If you got a Shudder account or you still haven't used your, your free trial yet. I, I use would, Johnny's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would suggest watching that. I'd also suggest watching Horror Noir too. Uh, I think yes. we're, we're skipping ahead to my recommendations, but uh, it's got a lot of interesting stuff surrounding just the zombie movie in general and kind of its origins. Um, nice. But let's play our favorite game. We're going to go around and see what we can find on all our favorite review sites. That's IMDb. That's Rotten Tomatoes. That's Amazon.com and see what these this specific movie oh, Serpent in the Rainbow yeah. got. So we're going to start with IMDb. Um, as you guys know, that's a that's a point system out of ten. Uh, Johnny, what do you think Serpent in the Rainbow has on IMDb? Four. Four. Four out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Eileen. I'm going to say I'm going to do Price's Right rules Ooh. and go up one five. Five. Okay. Cameron. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm gonna go fifty cents higher than you and go five fifty. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you should have gone a little bit higher. It's a six point four. Whoa! Get On IMDb, six point four out of twenty six thousand reviews. That's uh, like fairly high. That's like a good damn. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. People okay. enjoy the movie. Like, I don't think there's anything that's like definitively this is this is Wes Craven's best movie ever um, right but I think you know for Wes Craven fans it does have a lot of his touchstones um, mm. if you really don't care anything about political intrigue or like <laughs> or <laughs> historical <laughs> accuracy right. then I'm sure it's a good time in a lot of those senses. I did ask my friend before starting the pod i go who's a very big horror friend horror fan i was like hey have you watched wes craven's uh the serpent and the rainbow and he's like i definitely did i was definitely a kid and i was definitely bummed out that the zombies they had weren't the zombies mm, that i was expecting right yeah mm-hmm. so there you go but he's also a white guy, so who cares what he thinks? <laughs> Moving over to Rotten Tomatoes. So this is all the critics. 
What do you think it has out of 100%? Ooh. What was it on IMDb? It was 6.4. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 64%. Okay. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'm going to give it a 67%. Okay. Uh, uh, 60%. This one's going to Johnny. 63%. So one one wow. percent off. Okay, um, so close. But hey. we don't we don't have any prizes for this game. But uh, <laughs> it's <That's fine. laughs> the honor, honor and pride. Yeah. Few have, have played sixty three percent. I guess technically fresh, right? Um, but sure. it yeah, fairly mixed reviews, right? Like some people found it frightening. Some people enjoyed just kind of I guess the more folkloric take on zombies and um you know just the the different setting other people are like this is kind of incoherent i don't really understand what's supposed to be happening Mm -hmm. here or you know this is kind of slow moving um or the politics don't make sense like a lot of this stuff like we've been talking about this whole time like it's kind of like yeah yeah, yes to all those things (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure kind of half baked not all the way right yeah. Moving over to our absolute favorite, Amazon.com. Um, Ooh, the best. This is out of five stars. Eileen, <laughs> um, what do you think The Serpent and the Rainbow has on Amazon? I'm going to give it 4.5 on Amazon. Those motherfuckers okay. love everything they there. They do. Johnny? Ooh. Um, I'm going to be daring and go way low. Let's do 2.5. Why not? Mm. Interesting. Cameron? I think this is going to be a 4.5. I'm with Eileen. I'm on, I'm on our team. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys are point star off. It's 4.6 out of 5. Uh, Whoa! I, I felt it. I felt it. I knew it. <laughs> out of 2,054 global reviews. Dang. That's a lot of reviews. 76 wow. five-star reviews. One of these is like the title is Haitians are amazing. <laughs> uh, <Stop. laughs> okay. Wow. Well, stop. But it really is just uh, it's a. I'll read it. Horror is what I asked for, and what that's what I received. The movie will have you on the edge of your seat. I originally watched this as a young child, and even as an adult, I'm still left in shocked. Left in shocked. Uh, the flow of the storyline is amazing. The, <laughs> the levels of psychological exploration into a new culture is wonderful. It's a perfect blend of modern, world-meeting, ancient oh, yeah. practices wrapped in a strong storyline of new cultural exploration. I mean, that the, the, the double up on cultural exploration sounds very colonial. Like, look at this new thing I discovered. This My person man. is in Montana. <laughs> I was is... about to say, this guy has got to get out of Kansas soon. <laughs> Gotta, yeah. He There's is a world in a out small there. town. He's like, holy fucking shit, Haiti? I, I gotta go. <laughs> uh, another review says, great movie, teaches you a lot about the Haitian culture. And then the Stop. the actual review is nothing to dislike. So. <laughs> wow. And that's five stars. You know what? Good for you, Wes Craven. <laughs> yeah. Glad yeah. this guy had a good day. You're making an impact on these poor Kansans. Can- Kansanians? How do you, what do you call someone from Kansas? I think you had it, Kansans. I think, I think Kansas? Yeah, Kansas. Although we Kansas. can, we can Kansanians try to. Kansanians forever now, though. Yeah, we can try to make that happen. 
Kansanians. <laughs> it's it's what it's gonna be now. Kansanians. Um, if we, if any Kansanians have a problem with that, they can come talk to me. <laughs> if we if we want to reimagine this movie, I think we've kind of talked around it a lot in terms of like mm-hmm. just getting Bill Pullman out of here, you know, making Mariel the star. Mm-hmm. Um, but did anybody have any more like concrete ideas for what they wanted to see? Yes. Okay, here we go. Yeah, doubling up, Johnny. Do you want to go no, first? Eileen. No, no, please go, go, go. Okay. So to me, Marielle is the lead, obviously. But let's have her have to have some sort of conflict between her science and the the voodoo religious aspect of it all, Ooh. and having because you know she's a doctor, she works in believes the hospital in there. Mm-hmm. It believes in science. I believe in science, to quote Esqueleto from Nacho Libre. And, um, (laughs) uh, you know, have her have this, like, you know, I... Like her belief, her her the way she grew up, and what does science have to say about that now? And then also, because she is from Haiti, let's have the experience of living under a horrible dictatorship mm-hmm. for so long be more present in there have her let's have a sex scene have it be better have it be with another fellow a scientist sexy from haitian, haitian. Yeah. person or a sexy haitian voodoo priest that she's having some sort of you know what i mean like i can't i simply cannot but yes i do want to because my goddess that is attached to me that I become possessed by. Let's bring that a little bit more, a little bit more possession vibes. Right. Ooh, delightful. So that's what I think. And then still keep Love the it. revolution, bump up the revolution stuff, bump up the the terrible dictatorship and really show the effects of the people in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, see how that, dictatorship affects her mental hospital and like what kind of horrible things are they doing to the people that they probably don't give a shit about you know what i mean yeah and that kind of stuff i think that would be that would be politically intriguing thrilling give us some good sex there and then uh, zombies too shit (laughs) (laughs) uh johnny you had an idea what do you have Oh, the first of all, yes, would watch that movie 100%, and honestly would prefer that idea over uh, the idea I have. But if we weren't going to go with Marielle, the only other like storyline that I'd be like, this would be interesting, would have Christoph be our main character and him just like Ooh. coming back to life and being like, yeah. what, what the fuck happened to me? And then we go from there. Like this the, is our the search story. for what yeah. happened to him. Yes. I would love that. Yeah. Who made me? me a zombie and have the reveal mm-hmm. at the end be the dictator? And ooh, have the dictator at the end have all the people of Haiti just like reveal a thousands of pots the upon pots the wall. of souls. Yes, and oh, how yeah. he's I like mean, t- uh, something like that. If you really think about it, like the uh, Patrode works for the dictator. Right. I yeah. think that is what we were to assume from this film. So, like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That it, yes. it all's like, got to go higher it, it up. All it's all got to go to somebody. Yeah, yep. Have exactly. A, have a fucking goes all the way to the ballroom. Top. <laughs> open up a double door into a ballroom where there's just shelves on shelves on Girl. shelves of fucking pots, dude. Bam. The, the best. <laughs> Cameron, top that. What do you got? 
So my movie doesn't even have Haiti in it. No, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are excellent ways to reimagine this movie. I honestly don't know. Maybe here's my version. Maybe has Bill Pullman still in it, but okay. like still do this plot line, but kind of more of what you were talking about, Eileen, where it's like from Marielle's point of view, and then you have Bill Pullman's character come in. And he's sort of the villain because obviously he's got capitalistic and ego egotistical, you know, uh, intentions behind what he's doing. And then I don't know where it goes, but yeah. I could see him being a villain of some sort. Not necessarily the villain, but like a, another antagonistic person in the movie. Yeah, that's that was actually my my movie. I was like, make Bill Pullman the the villain. Like the yeah. Like, yeah. Hey. person coming in, Marielle is running this hospital. You know, she's got and go ahead to bring in the po- the pol- political stuff. Have him be in cahoots with uh, the dictator or whatever, yeah. and then at the end, the reveal is, oh, you were with him all along. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. I was gonna say have him be with with, <laughs> and they all shake their fists. <laughs> he's with Betrothed, right? Because Betrothed is like giving him access yes. to come in and like do all this stuff. So he's like coming yeah. to the hospital and like asking about people and like, you know, Mariel can tell that he doesn't have good intentions. And so like she's trying mm-hmm. to hide Kristoff. She's trying to like take care of the people that have come back and are affected. Because you see the first woman, um, it's this is another very. Oh my God, we didn't even talk this... about the poor sister that gets her head chopped off. Well, this is oh. this is a very telling thing, right? Because they, they, they go in there. Mariel introduces uh Bill Pullman to this woman who, like, again, like, just was found wandering aimlessly, uh, you know, can't really speak. And, like, we hear just, like, a disembodied scream, like, coming from her. And, like, Bill Pullman is basically like, Kristoff speaks English, right? Like, can we <laughs> talk to him, please? <laughs> um, and so, but, but, like, <laughs> Same same uh, energy though, right? Like he shows up and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I don't understand any of this. Like these people's what is this language? It's not even French. Like I'm confused. I don't have any time to to deal with any of this. I'm here to do my job, right? Mm-hmm. And like get this thing and go back." And so Mariel is kind of like, "Make you can make Mariel part of the revolution, right? Like she's kind of like plotting on that side secretly to like kind of help." you know, in, in helping her patients and helping kind of like get to the bottom of this, like that coincides with, you know, the revolutionary things that are happening there in Haiti. So like you can do all the same things, right? Like Bill Pullman gets the powder. He goes back. Guess what? You know, like Petrode's double crossed him. Like the, the wife stabs him and like kills everybody at the party or like, you know, like you can play with creepy things like that, where you can kind of have similar elements of the movie, but just like actually invert them and make them more, pronounced instead of just kind of like hey i guess revolution or (laughs) zombies kind of do let's put that footage of the president running away yeah Yeah. good cool you know because that's the way that is go ahead first of all that's fucking awesome that would be a very very good movie but like to talk about the movie that we just watched that literally from what i remember is the only time that they mentioned that marielle is part of the revolution too like they vaguely throw in there like oh she has family members who would disappeared or whatever Mm -hmm. and misplaced 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 and you're like oh and that's all we get 
Yep. That's all That's we get. That's all we get. So, so I thought we were going to see her family better. as a zombie. Right. That would be fucking sure. great. That if would she's, be heartbreaking, right? right? Yes. Having to, mm-hmm. her having to discover, like, her mother in a zombie state and, like, kind of, like, staring out into the world that just, like, this woman that fucking bill pullman meets yeah but it's weird because so like many ways yeah well because yeah. all of the deaths that happen like mozart's death is kind of like a thing that happens not like a like a sad moment or a moment where you're supposed to be like oh no not mozart it's kind of like well you know he was fucking around oh, with things oh, yeah. he shouldn't have been involved in so i guess he's gonna <laughs> right. get his head cut off you're honestly <laughs> supposed to feel that way about yeah. him the reveal of the sister her decapitated yeah. body her head i oh. was like First of all, I was like, oh, was not expecting that. And also very good practical effect. Cause that mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have to put this movie on our caucasity ranking scale. So let's run through it. We've got three levels <laughs> of caucasity. We have to. We do have to. Our first level of caucasity oh, yeah. is shorts in the winter. And that's basically like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That is, I mean, it's just the best thing I've ever heard. It's, it's, so good. it's pretty self-explanatory. You know what I mean? Like yep. we're, we're in the, you we're in the summer yep. months now, but you know, when the, when the snow rolls around, when it starts to get cool outside, uh, the shorts stay, you know, like shorts stay, sandals stay for some yeah. reason you have on a beanie or, you know, a hoodie, but like the legs impervious, I guess. <laughs> like it's going to do something. Like it's just. <laughs> those legs made of gotta, steel gotta let them breathe so um you know that level is like this isn't hurting me but you're making a curious decision i'm concerned i don't know why you're doing this but like i guess i'm content to just watch but it's not doing me any harm yeah cameron what's the second level uh, the second level of caucasity is this movie is touching my hair Oops. So now this movie is, it's not just like, you know, wearing sandals outside and three feet of snow. It's, it's in your face. It's touching your head. Mm. It's, it's probably trying to do some kind of weird sociological experiment, but they're not telling you about it. They just, a hand on your hair, trying to figure out some weird textures that seem strange to them. And Mm -hmm. at this point, the, this movie is like making an offensive choice. It shows violence. It might not be the most violent. But this movie at this point chose violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the third level for this week, uh, you know, it, it, uh, oh, I know, it keeps coming. I know, I know what you said. Do you know? I mean, let's see. Because we, we're double dipping this week. Because uh, there's something we didn't get to from last week. And there's something that happened this week. And there might be more. You might surprise me, Cameron. I don't know. <laughs> um, and we're going we're gonna to double dip with our drops, too. Because... Uh, our first one is for some reason James Franco is being cast. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is what we missed as last Fidel week. Castro. Oh, and, uh-huh. and that's just yes. <laughs> like what's happening? Why is yeah. he why? in our year 2022? <laughs> in, in, the, in the year of Jesus Christ. 2022. First, wow. Why are we still doing Well, this? first of all, I thought we traded James oh, for Dave. Wow. So. Yes. A, <laughs> I thought we full traded him out. First of all, why are we in putting this man in any film ever again? Please don't. What a garbage person. But then, oh, number two. To cast him as Fidel. So it's not even like, hey, let's cast him 
as a Latinx person just for laughs, I guess, whatever. But like, let's cast him as one of the most famous political figures to ever live. You know what I mean? It's like when who was my guy who um, was going to play Michael Jackson? Uh, Ray Fiennes? It's like that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Voldemort. Voldemort was going to play Michael Jackson (laughs) at one point. Yeah. In a film. Wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's on that level of just like, why would you do that? Like, why? Why? Who would would look at that person and say, you know who they would be perfect as? That sounds like a movie I want to see. Wait, it might not be Ray Fiennes. What's I the think brother? it was Ray Fiennes. It wasn't Voldemort. It was it Ray Fiennes. I think Which so. Which one's the his brother Joseph, who's on the Handmaid's Shakespeare, Tale? the Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, yeah, Shakespeare in Love. Joseph Fiennes. Either way, it was one of them. Not it's, Fiennes. It's I. You know what? I think it's Joseph Fiennes. Actually, I'm. Either way, it's one of the Fiennes Either brothers. Way? Either way, it's very no. upsetting. It is not fine. Um, <laughs> it is not fine at, at all. At all. Um, and then on on top of that, I mean, Cameron, let me know if this is what you were thinking. I'm, I'm of. still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Uh, I don't even know the specifics of it. I've looked at as much as I could possibly understand because uh, I tend to stay away from NFTs and all of that other nonsense. But oh, apparently, God. there was a. AI rapper named yes. F- oh. FN Mecca yeah. that was yep. created using artificial intelligence algorithms to write the music and perform, I guess. It's really confusing. Anyways, sure. Sure. Capitol Records said, let's give you a record deal. So they signed a robot as a rapper and then, as these things mostly go, I don't know why people haven't learned this yet. Because every iteration of anything like this, whether it's like a Twitter bot or like a something, yeah. it's racist. It's always racist. It's, it's racist. It's going to be racist. It, it can't stop just like... being racist. <laughs> and so... And Robot, what 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 shall be your first words <laughs> unto the world? And he was like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh and my so, God. What you ended up with is I guess the way that it works is the robot writes the raps and then they get somebody the else. The robot writes the, the AI writes the raps. Yeah, and they get somebody else to perform it. But it's yes. like the AI is rapping about like all kinds of crazy stuff, but also like being harassed and beaten up by the police and like what? Um, oh boy. All kinds yeah. of other very confusing things. And people immediately were like, no. No. Even even the computers be struggling. And then Capitol Records, maybe like a computers are having a hard time. Capitol Records a day or so later was like this was a mistake and canceled. So sorry, so sorry. It's like like, super psych and and apologize, but it's just like what? How? You know, you couldn't have did that test, and we didn't know about it, and then you just Mm -hmm. buried the project and never told anybody that you made a horrible racist mistake ever again. If you're somebody who is on the internet nowadays, you absolutely have seen those insane paintings that 
AI makes that they're like, okay, I'm going to put in mm, my Zodiac sign, Taurus. And then what is the interpretation? And always AI is like, here's a monster from fucking hell. (laughs) And that's your painting. And you're like, what? And then there's also people that are like, ha ha ha, I made my AI write an episode of Seinfeld. Here it is. And it's always like, (laughs) I don't know, Kramer bangs head on door. It's like Seinfeld, but like in the uncanny valley vibes. So you do that and you're going to put a rapper on it and you expect actual music to come out, my dude. You're fucking tripping. Well, because I think the way that these things work across the board is like they just input a lot of data into yes, it. Yeah, exactly. they make they make mm-hmm, it listen mm-hmm. to other rap songs. And then they so, just say regurgitate that back to us. Do that. In right. just like a mad libs kind of jumble. And so like you just right. get something it's that is bad. Very I mean it's offensive on the level of like hey, I think a robot can do this instead of <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. it, it's not it's like yep. the artistry of music in rap and hip-hop and you're gonna be like well you know what let's just make google do it and it'll be great but then on top Fuck of that you. like it gets a record deal and then on top of that right. like Dude. it's like... that people think people will like this that they're like yeah. oh people are gonna love this which yeah, in sure. in a way i mean this is a slight tangent but in a way it's almost like because people get paid nothing for streams and other things like that so it's like is the robot making money that signed a record deal i don't know who gets the money from the that money who gets that money the ai doesn't the record do that. deal yeah the record deal, the piece of paper gets the you money know, and it but sits it's in the, the corner quietly gets the money. yeah but it's almost like this level of like um sweet sweet racist money <laughs> it's this level of like <laughs> automation where it's just like oh we don't even have to like pay people to do this anymore we can just self-generate the music and then like and yeah so as the future is now and it is terrifying big boo from us uh, Uh i think uh those are the two levels of just like you know exactly what you're doing right like there's no way you made this Mm -hmm. decision by mistake you know what's going to happen. You know why it's going to be harmful and the harm it's going to do. And you just don't care. You know what I mean? Like right. you, You're still going to do it. Yeah. So those are our three levels. Where do you think the serpent and the rainbow lands? A lot of concentration happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, can I go first? Yeah. You mind if Please. I yes, yes. throw it in there? I'm going to give this... Two on the level of what is it called? The level of the caucasity. (laughs) So, so you're saying this movie is touching your hair? Yeah. Uh, Because, because I don't think like I'm I'm looking at this from like the movie's point of view. Sure. I almost feel you know what it makes me think of. It makes me. I listened to your Pocahontas episode Mm -hmm. where the people who made this movie were like. We're doing something good. Yep. We're like we're doing something good for the people. We're we're bring, we're bringing light to the situation. Like yeah. pat on our backs. So it's like we're aware of what we're doing, but we don't quite know the harm it might do. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. think we're we think we're doing good. Uh, but we just we just are not. We're just unaware. So I'm gonna give it a two on that mm-hmm. on that scale. 
I think I'd agree that it leans more on touching my hair than sandals, <laughs> or I mean, than shorts in the winter. Um, I think they were, obviously, they're not, like, we wanted to be <laughs> shorts in the winter. That's not their plan. Right. But I think that's what they think. That's what it would feel to the naked eye of somebody that's not going in with, like, I'm here to fully dissect what is going on. You know what yeah. I mean? If I had watched this film without the intent of being, like, <laughs> white saviorism, I would have been, like, I would have given it shorts in the winter. You know what I mean? Sure. But, but because I paid attention and it led me to doing research and like reading up on the actual space that it was held in. I feel like that lands now more in you're touching my hair mm. space. Okay. Does that make oh, sense? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No. And I think I have to agree in a sense. I think those movies like touching my hair, it's not necessarily mean spirit. There's a touch in your hair. Like Mariel like... was touching. <laughs> Touching Bill Pullman's hair, just Just gently washing it. Yeah, just simply washing it with a nice conditioner. That's what I was going to ask. Brown fingers through his. Whose shampoo and conditioner was she using? Do you think it was hers, or do you think he brought his own? No, that was hers. That was definitely hers. Definitely hers. Straight out of her stash. Yeah. Oh, use that. Use that. Use that. That's good. Uh, no, I think I think this movie is like it's not as malicious as it kind of looks. I feel like it looks worse than it is. Yeah, and I think their intention is less harmful than what they put on screen. So it's kind of like this weird middle ground where the movie ends up operating. Not yeah. quite that malicious, but also like not entirely like well intentioned either. So totally, hmm. y- you kind of get this mindless muddle of a very distinct culture with none of the details to go with it at all so you're kind of like like us watching this movie and honestly that's why it contributed to my like haphazard five minutes of white white nonsense because i'm literally trying to follow this movie and even though it is event after event after event they don't describe like why things are happening so by the time he's having another episode or where you know we've changed countries i'm like why (laughs) right what was that for oh we're having sex now yep oh (laughs) like you know oh oh so my shirt is off for five seconds we're having sex now okay that was honestly how i felt they felt in that scene yeah they looked at each other like oh we're having sex (laughs) oh it's happening okay it's happening Mm -hmm. okay um so yeah so start like this or uh <laughs> i mean bill pullman's like hey do what you're gonna do put my leg do what you want here? i'll be here okay i'll, be here. I'll yeah i'll, I'll be, just here be here on these wet rocks <laughs> on these wet rocks and i think there's a guy over there behind that rock looking at us pretty but... sure i'm making eye t- contact with three people yeah that, that's just pretty that's sure. just christoph don't worry about him he's, uh... that's, oh, okay. that's christoph he's he a zombie don't worry us. about it <laughs> Totally. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a two. It's touching my hair. Hmm. It's not it's not quite there. Um, I would I would give it. I'm gonna give it hair point five, and I think yeah, uh, the point five for me. It's not quite the third level because that's 
that's a sacred level for some <laughs> some wild shit. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, a, a, a sanctus. <laughs> A sanctum, uh, a sanctified hall of fame yes. for those horrible, horrible films. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think you know my my point five comes from the fact that one, been a lot of zombie movies, right, and a lot of zombie movies that have done things right, and a lot of the zombie movies that have done things wrong. And while this kind of sort of tries to play it in the middle, like it's so loose and just uninterested in like the actual folklore and the customs and like the religion behind voodoo and like the zombies that like Mm. and that's something that definitely could have added to the movie right and so Mm -hmm. like they choose to neglect that they also like play around with haitian revolution in a way that's kind of like we we this seems like just a fascinating real world incident to throw in here you know what i mean but like just when you know the history of haiti and the history of haitian politics and like how all that stuff came to be like this american dude kind of gallivanting around <laughs> doing yeah, stuff and this is how like, you want to toy with it it's like i don't know if that sits right with me so i mean right. but on the other yeah. hand like everybody i guess was like shitting themselves and vomiting for a majority of the time they were in haiti and uh <laughs> had psychotic episodes so i guess it was like you know you got you get what you get right so uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> take, take the good with the bad totally. um Jesus. well let's get out of here on some recommendations and eileen johnny i would love to hear and i'm sure our listeners would also love to hear like give us some really good and good is subjective, right? Because good can mean like sure. quality. <laughs> wow, this is amazing, yeah. like top tier, or like you were saying, like wow, this is just a good time to watch. Like the movie's not good, but I'm having a good time. Uh, give right. us some of mm-hmm. your favorite Latinx horror uh, for people to watch and Ooh. enjoy. Yeah. Okay, so I I I've been perusing right now in these last few minutes that you were uh, explaining to our through our list to see what would be a good match for mm. this vibe. Yeah. And um, I'd say if we're talking about colonialism and like the way that it affects uh, people from certain country, we watched a movie from Chile called Wecufe that was very good. It's, um, it's a, uh, I'd say found footage vibes in the horror world. It's very much like we're holding a camcorder. There's a lot of um, a lot of folklore in it too, but like the way that the folklore arrives is through colonialism, and it's a couple goes to the Patagonia area of Chile, and they're and it's a monster based on sexual transgressions. It's really interesting. It's very well made for a low budge film. Uh, so that would be one that I'd say would be really good. Sounds um, great. Johnny, while I keep looking, <laughs> if you're thinking one that any... I would say you gotta check out, I believe it's still on Shutter, is a movie from Guatemala called La Llorona. I mean, it yeah. Is just oh my god it was it was actually the first movie we covered on week horror which we like wow what a what a way to start because we started with a bang with that one because it's 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 it's, telling like 
folklore, Gorgeous. you know, because La, La Llorona story, everybody's heard right. of that. Not even not not just Latinx people, but the story in different countries in Latin America is different. And the mm-hmm. way that this movie presents it is told through like it talks about the Guatem- Guatemalan dictatorship. And it's just stunning. It's mm. it's incredible. It's you must the, it's. See it. It's a, an imagination of the Yorona. I mean, you know, you hear La Yorona and immediately you you can see and picture several different films. This one is so intrinsically Guatemalan and you don't have to know the history or the horrible things that happened in the genocide there because it was produced by a Nobel winning prize like activist from Guatemala that actively fought against the horrible political and crimes against humanity that happened in Guatemala and they weave that into this Yorona story and it's it's beautifully told you don't have to sit there with weird exposition it's a wonderful way to explain political unrest and its consequences and still stay true to your spooky story you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. so i think that's absolutely great uh and wonderful a wonderful example and also it's just spooky enough it's not like fully blow your pants yeah. off if anybody out there is <laughs> yeah. like i can't do a spooky situation i only have a limited number of pants so <laughs> this sure we want to keep those intact for you cool. listen cool. thank you as long as you stay intact right. <laughs> that's right we are intact yes <laughs> um, and you know what? I'd say the other one that would be fun that actually includes zombies, we had a little bit of issue with it because it was uh, there was a lot of machismo in it yeah. and a lot of like uh, homophobia in it that was tough to uh, swallow. But uh, Juan de los Muertos, which is about Cuba and uh, zombie, it's a horror comedy. I think I've seen that. But it, yeah. It's basically Shaun of the yeah. Dead, but in Cuba and Juan of the Dead. It's Juan of the Dead, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a great movie of like it's it's Romero style zombies. If anything, they're like yep. the ones that everybody knows and loves, but it is in this island that has been ravaged by a horrible uh, government, and how these people that have survived in this way how they deal with an apocalypse mm-hmm. and it's really it's really well done and funny there are some moments where you're like okay i really didn't yeah. need this but you know that's that's latin america for you a lot of the times which is a shame lots but of machismo yeah a yep. lot of it uh, so i think those are pretty good ones those are great in the vein yeah those are awesome of- uh cameron you got anything to recommend uh, I'll give I'll give out the basic ones. I'll give out well. I'll give out one basic one. And I'll give out one extra extra credit. Uh, uh, so Night of the Living Dead, obviously. Yep. George yes. Romero. Like where it all started. It's a great what like eighty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not even a full hour and a half. You can find it anywhere. It's you on YouTube. Li- yes, you can literally go low to high bro. You can watch it on YouTube for cheap and. 360p or whatever and you can get a 4k blu-ray of it on criterion it's easy to find you'll get exactly what you came for a little bit of smarts and a little bit of hack them up too okay so there's that first one yeah and then the second one 
uh, from the new school a little bit. We got Train to Busan. Oh my Ooh. God! <laughs> one of watch, my faves. Gotta watch Train to Busan. If you haven't yes. seen it, just see it. I don't even. I feel like I don't even want to explain it because the simplicity mm-hmm. of the plot is kind of like uh, uh, like a uh, like an entry point for it. It's so simple that you could just sit down with it and be surprised by where it's going. Literally, yeah. <laughs> and there's a great uh, political like little string of pearls in there yeah Yeah, there's a little tiny political through line with them with with korea i I love korean films like everything's political even the slightest thing is Mm. like political i wonder Mm. how they like really make culture on mass there because like most things are at least just like with this movie even just the slightest thread of political you have to (laughs) let it remind the people by the way where you live in the world that you live Mm -hmm. in so I mean that's uh, I love I love those two movies. Hold them very dear to my heart. So go check great, them out. Great, great choices. Um, I'm also going to recommend two things. Uh, they're both on Shutter and they're both documentaries. Uh, one of them is Horror Noir, which if you haven't seen it, you absolutely should watch it because it is a very concise and like detailed history of black horror, um, and it's got a lot of the Ooh. black horror icons and people who have been. You know, either documenting or kind of been firsthand, you know, in these spaces and creating these films. Um, And it really gives you a great perspective of like how far we've come, how far we have to go, but also just like an appreciation for a lot of these people who, you know, were icons, even though, you know, the history of black people in horror movies is usually that we get killed very quickly. Uh, But like we do have people who we still were, were rooting for and still like hold near and dear to our hearts uh for their their role in the world of horror and then for just sure. announced i want to say earlier this year uh is a shutter documentary series produced by brian fuller called queer for fear which is going to i just be, saw the oh, yeah. posters for this on twitter t- this morning we like brian yeah. fuller it's going to be a four-part documentary series on shutter about the history so of queer fun. horror uh, which I think is another very, very necessary thing to examine and look at just because like mm-hmm. another, mm-hmm. you know, group of people who have been marginalized within the horror genre, like Absolutely. often used as either like a punchline or somebody else to kill for first or second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and rarely, if ever, unless, you know, they have a hand in making the movie themselves are the, the stars and the heroes of these stories. You know what I mean? Like they... Mm-hmm. really yeah. ever see right. queer protagonist in just like mainstream horror films so like and if and if it's in the trans community usually depicted as like the murderer or the killer yeah, like shout it's, out to uh, if the you, thing to fear. sleepaway camp disclosure oh my god <laughs> there you go if you haven't seen the documentary disclosure which is on netflix please yeah. do it's all about trans uh media and how their portrayal is has been pretty awful throughout uh, film history history yeah yeah but it's great and they talk about I, like oh. villainry and that kind of stuff yeah Jonathan. can i add just one one more suggestion yeah. which touches actually on the two things you just suggested jordan which it's a movie that we watched that eileen covered on our podcast called As Boas Maneiras, which is a movie from Brazil, which means good manners. It's another one that I'm like, I don't want to say too much, but the lead actress who, first of all, like 
fucking phenomenal actress. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is black and is a lesbian in this yeah. in this film. And it's just like one of the best movies we've covered on Uike Horror. Yes. It is so beautiful. Not like I would say it's more fantastical sure. than horror, but like okay, literally sure. by the end, Eileen and I were in tears. Like, Sobbing. If you listen to that episode, mm. we both cried right. several times. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, d- I would definitely check that one out. Awesome. Too. Yeah, good manners. Great movie. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Well, getting us out of here. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I feel like again, podcast cousins. Like podcast mm-hmm. cousins yes. Very much we so. gotta do this again you know we're, we're all yeah, totally like, gotta have you this on our so podcast yes. yeah that's what i was gonna say we're, we're all to. geographically equidistant you know what i mean so we'll figure something out um but yes take some time tell us about the podcast where can people find it where can people find you guys online what do you guys have it going on well, uh, you can find us uh, on basically all the social medias at Uikyorror. Ui is U-Y, que, Q-U-E, and horror, Uikyorror. Um, we release episodes every Monday, and the Friday before, we announce what movie we're doing so that you guys have the weekend to watch as well, and then on Monday, we can get together and chat about whatever crazy thing we watch. Um, if you, anybody has suggestions for Latinx horror for us to watch, send us an email at uikyorror at gmail.com. You can find me personally on the interwebs at Eileen Littlehands, Eileen, A-I-L-E-E-N, Lil, L-I-L, and hands <laughs> with a Z. Nice. <laughs> and you so can find me. me on Instagram and Twitter at Johnny Elliot. That's J-O-N-N-Y. E-L-I-O-T. Awesome. Uh, Cameron, what do you have going on? Um, You can catch me in Brooklyn, New York, buying groceries occasionally. Mm. Nice. Trying to stay in my apartment, you know. Just trying to evade the multiple pandemics that are just like trying to jujitsu their way into my apartment, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can catch me on the interwebs at TheBlipster1138. That's on Twitter and IG. Uh, find me for some foolishness there. My sketch comedy group, or uh, To Karen with Love. You can find us on YouTube. <laughs> yes, we love Karen. We we want the best for her, but she keeps fucking it up for herself. So that's Karen. <laughs> that's Get really it what together. it is. Get it together, girl. Um, yeah, find them on the internet as well. Um, got screenplay cooking. Got some other sketches nice. cooking. So yeah, hopefully some things get moved into moving <laughs> things i don't pinkies know cross. fair yeah pinkies cross yeah. <laughs> uh and i'm jordan clark you can find me on twitter and instagram at jrsosa18 jrsosa18 um i have comic stuff still coming out so samurai sonia just came out last week the third issue and then nice. we've got two more issues to go september and october and then i have more comic stuff that i can't talk about yet but similar to last Ooh. time, I will tell you when I can tell you. So that should be very soon. Um, if you wanna, when he can't tell you, that's when it's good. Yeah. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at white underscore pod. You can also reach out to us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com. Send us your movie suggestions. Send us the caucasity that you see out in the wild. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let us know if there's anything that we should be talking about or, or looking at. 
Um, but yeah, we love you. We appreciate you. And we'll catch you next week with more Caucasity. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.